All right, we are live. Jers and Rob, uh, CJ Cup DFS preview. It's funny. This is a this is Rob's show. I gave him the platform to do his uh, DFS Monday on uh, on the Jersey account, but decided to come on talk a little golf. Rob, thanks for thanks for doing thanks for doing your show. But thanks for <laughs> yeah. Me. Well, thanks for thanking me to do the show. Usually it's the other way around. And thankful for another Wednesday. Thankful to talk golf and we get an opportunity to make money and. There's not a lot of better opportunities than that. So let, let's just dive in. And I'm interested because I like to ask every single guest this because strategy in DFS is the most important thing. It's about, you know, a, almost not, I'm not going to say completely different than DFS betting because we have the handicap stuff. But, you know, after the process of finding golfers, everything changes. So with that in mind, what, what's your strategy with DFS? And maybe what are you looking at this week for your yeah, strategy wise? Yeah, um, strategy-wise, it's not too much has changed for me. As you know, I'm more of a betting guy. Uh, I So I, I don't really dabble in DFS too much. But looking into it this week, I mean, I, I'm looking at I'm looking at stuff from like a betting point of view. And I feel like I can give some good, inf- good input. Because at the end of the day, I'm still looking for golfers who will perform good. That's that's what the name of the game is. So right. I th- we're going we're gonna to go down each, each price range. You're going to uh, give the guys you like. And then I'm going to give the guys I like. Keep it simple. Yeah, that, and that's where we really want to, you know, call on your expertise to actually got find the golfers. And then the tricky thing within DFS, which I think a lot of people either forget or neglect, is this idea that, you know, let's if we think of it as a two-step game, the first game is the kind of handicapping, which you do so well with, with your bets. So finding the golfer, creating a pool, and then how to add or eliminate golfers in that pool or how to adjust your own personal ownership shares to the golfers in that pool. That's where we get into the game theory in this aspect of it. Once we're in that step, we have to think of the game's not about finding golfers anymore. It's about how do we beat these other people in, in our contest. And so it's almost like, you know, some people used to say when online poker was, was so big is that some poker players would be better if they never looked at their hand. I think it's similar to DFS. If people never handicapped, their actual golfers and just based on you know ownership, you know, sometimes we could be a better DFS player. So just just things to consider and to remind ourselves because what I noticed just I guess this past week and you know false swing has so many variables is that hey we're gonna have inconsistent results. So maybe a few of us out there had a bad month, a bad two months, a bad three months. And so we're really, really getting down and we think, gosh, I have to abandon that strategy. And what can really make us bad DFS players if that fear gets in our mind and thinks, oh, I don't like losing money anymore. I can't lose money. So I'm going to have to adjust my strategy or play chalk or not go contrarian. So but I always say for DFS, maybe at the end of some of Drew's and I shows is that if you don't listen to a thing I say, just listen to keep doing what you're doing. So long winded, right. but, but let's hop into these ranges and, and get cooking. Yeah, this is going to be a really fun week. This is one of the best. This is Ooh, the yeah. best field we've had so far, and it's a big week for you. Your your cats head down to Athens. Are you excited for that? Oh my gosh, I'm so excited for that. I'm a little I'm a little worried, but I'm super biased. I, this is the most physical team I think Georgia will see, and even uh, you know Georgia said that today in the press conference. I agree, and I, we, we're probably going to lose very likely, actually. But yeah. I think it'll be closer than people think, and maybe one of Georgia's closest games all year. Yeah, it should be. All right, let's get into this. Yes, sir. Yeah. It is a huge week. We're going to get right into it. We'll start with the 10K range. Obviously, the 10K range, we don't have to 
really sell you on any of these guys. These are some of the, the literal best players in the world. Um, some some guys that jump, jumped off off the model in my head was JT, X, and Rory. But all of them popped in the model, and it's not too deep. I don't have to go crazy to, to tell you how good JT, X, and Rory are. But and who, mm-hmm. who else do you like up here? Well, I really like actually DJ's kind of coming in outside of Jordan, one of the lowest owned in that range. Um, I know he's just above 10K, but I, I really like DJ. He ranks number one, so he ranks first in Fanshare's course uh, suitability ranking. So this course models out perfectly for DJ. You know, DJ had a down year, didn't win. And so he's actually not in, in Maui right now. He's not in the field. So I, I think DJ's coming back. And if you get me the ownership discount, because like you just talked about, everybody in that range, there's such a thin line for everybody. We get a little bit of ownership count on, on DJ. Well, I'm going to take advantage of that. And my player pool, he's actually one of the highest stone guys. So since like like I don't do DFS much, I'm going to mm-hmm. ask you some questions. DJ is what he said. He's low owned. I don't look at any ownership. So he is low owned this week. So he's not low owned. He's the lowest owned outside of speed in that range. Okay. And so okay. that 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 also tells me. So just because we look at like D, DJ's flat ownership, which is 14, 15 right now, what that tells me then is who Colin, who's going to be very highly owned, maybe right. the highest, and Alexander. That also tells me that people are starting their lineups with Colin or Alexander. And so that's helpful with the game theory aspect because then it can kind of help me see what are people thinking when they make lineups. So if I do have a lineup with Colin, then it helps me make sure I build contrarian lineups with still some people that I like. So he, yeah, he's not going to be low owned, but he'll be lower owned comparative to the golfers around him. Right. And uh, I mean, Dustin's back to being a, I, when was the last time he was the, the betting favorite? Probably it was a few, a few, a few months because he's sure. kind of been in the tailspin. So I remember if you think back to Pebble Beach last year, he was literally a plus three fifty favorite. He was in the mm-hmm. like maybe the maybe the prime. He was just winning every other week. So yeah, yeah. J, uh, DJ's back to the back to the betting favorite. High expectations for him to start the season. Anyone else in the ten k range you like to talk about? Um, not not really. Not that anything. Everybody's already heard. I don't. Uh, right. And so yeah, it's just everybody models out well. You know, outside of speed right. and mine and. You know, everybody has decent strokes gained. You know, we don't have two recency uh, or recent you know stats to kind of look at. So, no, there's really not. All right, we'll move down to one range lower. What do you like here? So I really like Sam Burns. His ownership is creeping up a little bit. Originally, it was kind of projected below ten. Now it's almost up to thir- the thirteen, which is still just too low for for Sam Burns. If you want to dive into some of his strokes game stats. What's really surprising is how well he's finished in his last two tournaments. So he has a 14th and obviously won the Sanderson Farms. He lost strokes putting there, which is very unusual oh, yeah. for a yeah. caliber golfer of Sam Burns. Um, one, losing two strokes on the green, which is just so incredible. So he's he's playing super well on approach. He's hitting it off the tee. Tee to green, he's, he's great. Mm-hmm. And just to give you an example of some of Sam Burns' past wins, when he won the Valspar in May, he gained 9.1 strokes on, on the green. And so when he's losing and still performing, we're going to expect some positive regression with the putter. And so watch out for for Sam Burns. So I'll just give yeah. you one other guy I really like, and he's going to be popular. I know it's hard not to play him, though, but that's just Cam Smith. Again, models out really, really well. I love – there's four par fives on this course, 
And in the last 24 rounds, he ranks first in strokes against par five. Kills it with the wedges. He's 13th on approach, 27th in ball striking. It's hard to get away from, from Cam. And apparently the green complexes are around the green. I mean, kind of there's some crazy bunkering. And I think around the green will have some importance. And we know how good of a wedge player and just around the green game right. guy he is. But who do you like in the 9K area? Yeah, I wrote down Sam Burns as well. And I, I saw that he was, uh, like what you said, 7 to 10%. I, people are, I think people are scared to go back to Sam Burns, but for no reason, because when he, he, he won the Valspar, right, in the in the mm -hmm. fall, and then the, was the week after that, he should have won the the one the tournament that uh, KH Lee won. I forget what mm -hmm. it was, tournament it was. He was, like, right in the mix on Sunday, and it was, like, a torrential right. downpour, and he just, just got some unlucky breaks. So when mm -hmm. he's playing good, he's playing good for a period of time. And Sam Burns was first in my model, but I just couldn't – from a betting standpoint, I couldn't bet a 22, 20 to one Sam Burns in this field, right. but mm -hmm. DFS wise, I think, and especially if he's 7% owned, I love that. I would definitely go to yeah. Sam Burns. And the next guy I wrote in the nine K range, I'm sure he's through the roofs with ownership, Victor Hovland. He's gotta be right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's, he's pretty highly owned. Fanshare has Victor at 17% right now. Yeah, so Victor Hovland, I mean, he makes he makes sense. He gained gained uh like nine point something or ten point something strokes ball striking last week and lost it all around the greens. He's not gonna do that again this week. I can promise you that. There's, these are bigger greens this week. He's gonna play good. He might even he might even win this tournament. Uh, but mm -hmm. again, if he's super high owned, there's definitely gonna be some uh, pivots off of Victor. Anyone else you like yeah. in the nine K range? Yeah, I mean, Brooks Brooks is interesting at very low ownership. He's under 10, and I know there's a lot of people with some outrights on him. He has a, it's a great number. Uh, Tony is very interesting. This just feels like a Tony Tony course and kind of like a Tony week. Uh, we don't have, again, much strokes gain information of him, but from the long term, he, he, he models out well. And similarly to what we saw two weeks ago where there's so much bias from the previous winner, Sungjae is probably going I was, too low. I was he, just going to say that. I was just going to say that. I, I mentioned I mentioned on a, the show I did by myself on Monday. I feel like mm -hmm. if Sungjae didn't win on on last week, he would be through the roofs. Like everyone would be I, betting yeah. him, and everyone would be. I'm I'm not sure what his ownership was, but I feel like he would be one of the most touted guys like in a while if he just didn't win. If Matt Wolf would have taken it, which would have been nice for all of us, then mm -hmm. Sungjae would be through the roofs this week because there's no reason at all Sungjae doesn't won't perform again this week because he plays every damn week to begin with and he's in Vegas no, again, so oh I found a thousand percent I completely agree and then maybe the guy I forgot to mention that's one of my favorites in the 9k and Scotty Scheffler I put it outright on him you speaking of far yep. par fives ranks in the top 20 uh, ball striking top 19 uh, models out well this is a Scotty course and uh, people have a bad habit in DFS is when you know we first want to think of one golf tournament and likely a few more but one is not enough sample size to say, hey, then that was a bad play or a good play. So Scotty missed the cut last week, and so many people then are, are going to be off him. He was very highly owned, not highly owned right now, under 14%. Again, last week he's one of the highest, so people are jumping ship because they think, gosh, Scotty was a bad play last week. Well, if you like Scotty last week, you need to play him this week because we get the ownership discount, and it's it's a very similar course. I like Scotty, and I'm not afraid of that miscut. And to me, I'm glad he miscut because we get a better opportunity for right. him right here. Yeah, and I I had Scotty on my short list this week. I wrote it like I wrote down some names like Sunday night, Monday morning, mm -hmm. and it it, yeah. it 
I feel like I like him a lot in DFS, and I would if I was playing that. But I didn't. He didn't mm-hmm. make my betting card just because he didn't play good last week, and he had one good round, but he did it all with his putter. He didn't hit. Yeah. The, he didn't hit the ball too well. But uh, yeah, I feel like it's a great bounce back spot spot for Scotty. We'll move down to the um, 8K range. Um, who do you like here? So the 8K range is my favorite range. And I think it this range, if you get it right, is going to help you do well in DFS this week. This range is so important. So the first guy I do want to talk about is Tommy Fleetwood. So Fleetwood had a real bad year last year. Not the Fleetwood that we know. Didn't play well in the Ryder Cup. You know, we have seen some life with him at the Alfred Dunhill links and, uh, you know, over in, in England and how they play those three courses. He played very well. I think he finished tied seventh and he finished seventh or average seventh in um, in the field in green regulation in that tournament. So kind of some some recent well performance and recent good you know, numbers. We don't have the same type of strokes gain information uh, or they don't over in on the Euro tour doesn't keep the same information. So we kind of have to adjust, but played well over there. I'm expecting a Tommy Fleetwood to have kind of a bounce back. And this course sets up for him wider fairways, a part five. You know, he's going to have a lot of wedges in his hand. That's what Tommy does. I, I like Tommy a lot and he is going to be super low owned, under 5% oh, yeah. right no now. Yeah. yeah, nobody's uh, yeah, I- on. on is he a is he a sponsor exemption? Because I believe he doesn't have his tour card. I don't. I wonder. He might he, be. Think yeah, I don't, I'm not sure. So yeah, and yeah. with that with that added narrative, he's gonna play as he's probably as locked in as ever in a regular PGA Tour event to perform well. So yeah, I really like that Tommy Fleetwood call, especially like what we just said plus a narrative. I wrote down uh, Mark Leishman, who I actually bet he. I'm just I'm riding his hot putter. It's gained yeah. seven over seven the last two weeks and he gained uh two two and a half strokes ball striking last week which isn't great but that's solid for mark leishman and if he's hitting the ball well maybe he can get, do a little bit better this week and doesn't have to gain seven strokes putting if he if he can gain like three and a half ball striking maybe like a little bit less putting he can be in business this week to have an awesome week oh yeah especially, i think he's gonna be especially in with the short game if, if the short game thing is uh is gonna be important uh, that just boosts his value even more Oh, for sure. And I, I was saying it on my show with Drew on Monday night that Mark Leishman is going to be an interesting guy to watch ownership wise throughout the week. Right now, he's very low owned, under 10 percent projected. Okay. And so what that tells me is I'm going to buy into the, all the reasons to play him. You just mentioned one with riding that kind of hot butter and how he kind of played well on approach last week. See, if he was getting into 15 percent, um, then I might say, OK, well, I'm going to lean on then the evidence. They say he might have been a bad play because we know how crazy variants are variant wise putting is. But right. with the with the eight percent, yeah, let's let's buy that let low ownership. So I love the the mark play. And I'll just share a few others. Hatton is very interesting. He's getting kind of mentioned a lot with some some outrights. Casey too, he's kind of chalky as you know, chalk Casey always is, but he's dropping down a lot in salary. The last time we saw Paul Casey in a normal kind of field event, he uh, was seven hundred dollars more. So if you like Paul Casey, you're getting him at a uh, salary discount. Yeah, and you know, actually not so much, not so bad with the ownership as well. He's projected fifteen, but I really like the guy right below him, and that's Adam Scott. Hit the belt, hit the ball well on approach. 
Yeah, and coming in at 5%, he's a UNLV grad, so it's a home game for the guy. You know, from Australia, Australians play good in the desert, whatever model, you know, whatever narratives you kind of want to do. But Adam models out long-term with this, similar mm -hmm. to what Casey does. Uh, plays well in part fives, but you know what Adam does. Kills it on approach, um, hits, hits his irons well, needs to improve the putting. But what, what else in the AK do you like? Yeah, I actually I wrote down Adam Scott as well. He modeled out for me nice. big time, um, but I uh, didn't get there in the betting market. I'm sure J I, I'm sure Jason Kokrak is very well owned. Is he? Actually, he, not as much as you think. He's eight percent. So I know oh, he wow. won the event last yeah last year at a different course there be it, right. but yeah, he's not coming in that highly owned. Yeah, Jason Kokrak. He definitely uh, he modeled out for me. Not not the best, but he modeled mm -hmm. out decent. He's coming off of a week where he missed a cut but he still shot four under par. He didn't by any means play bad golf. He missed the cut right. in, I mean, what is it, 68, 68, like probably missed a few putts. And he's back on bent where he had an awesome season last year. Um, and there's nothing nothing that tells me that Jason Kokrak won't do well. Maybe the, maybe all the bunkers might give him some trouble, but he's a Vegas guy. Right. He had, he talked about, about like two months ago, three months ago on Cole Nose's podcast, how besides, uh, Maverick and Colin, he thinks he's played here the next most at, at Summit Club because he's always in Vegas with his MGM sponsors and doing yeah. things in Vegas. So, yeah, I bet, I bet he's got a lot of money games at oh, the yeah. Summit Club. He's played it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Want to move down to the 7K range? Any, unless you want to know anyone else? No, let's do it. All right. 7K, guys. Um, someone I wrote down, and he's he was a little bit more popular on my Twitter timeline than I thought he was going to be was uh, who I, I did bet outright was Joaquin Neiman. Uh, he was 11th in my model in the, in the last year. He was sixth on bent grass and he's coming off of a week where he lost one point. No, he gained, he gained on bent. He did a great job putting, but he lost off the tee, which is where he makes his hay, which is he's great off the tee. Right. And I, I'm not worried. Joaquin Neiman is never a guy where you think is going to, you, you think his driver is going to be a liability. So I expect him to, uh, bounce back with his driver and if he can still putt again i think we can be in business with joaquin yeah i, I like i like neiman he is getting a little chalky for me and so he was originally he? in my pool yeah he's getting up to 17 percent. so for me and if i loved him then i would go away well overweight on him obviously but yeah, i, I love he him. was in yeah he was in kind of the mid range in my player pool and so because of the ownership you know, it has me kind of, I took him out of that player pool. He actually ranks 51st in course uh, suitability ranking. So not, not too good, but, mm -hmm. but it's, you know, if you love key, I mean, uh, Neiman, I was about to say Keegan. Oh gosh. But if you love wow. Neiman, yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to talk you off him because it makes sense. I see it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Another guy in the seven K range, I'm sure he's just getting so much buzz this week. And I was originally going to have him on my betting card, but I can promise you guys, if you're watching this as from a betting standpoint, we are not going to get a community Maverick McNeely win. We're just not, mm -hmm. especially in this field, we're not going to get it. And I'm sure he, what's his ownership looking like? So it's surprisingly lower than I thought. It's 14. I, I would imagine that might creep up just a couple points, but not absurd. No, it's not absurd. And like, I feel like he will perform well. As you guys know, he's a member here. He plays here. He has the course record here, but and what I what I like about what I like about Maverick, besides all that, is I see a lot of comparison in his game, which you might not uh, realize this, but if you look at the numbers pretty deeply, he's like a mini version of Rory. He's very driver 
driver putter. And I, I mean that Rory being fourth in my model make, and then plus all the Mav stuff was like, okay, I got to bet Mav outright, but I saw all the Mavericks tipped and I'm like, we're not getting a Maverick outright community win in, especially mm-hmm. in a field this strong, but maybe a solid DFS play. Yeah, and I'm so thankful he missed the cut last week. Mm-hmm. Now, I wouldn't say that last week because I had a lot of shares owned of him because he wasn't that highly owned last week. He was probably about you know a decent amount. But anyway, that MC may have helped his ownership stay somewhat reasonable this week. And I do like Maverick. I'm not a narrative guy, so I don't told too much stock in being a member, but I can really understand how it helps. And so that does mm-hmm. make me feel better this week. But – This is the fall and early part of the new year is going to be Maverick McNeely season. We're going to Mm -hmm. see him play well. We're going to see him play well all the way up through Torrey. And as we get into, um, you know, Northern California, all the way up. Yeah, until we go back to Florida, that's going to be Maverick McNeely season. And we're going to see him perform well. I'm going to talk about two guys in the 7K range, actually three but one of the guys I'm just going to go over real quick. The first is being Justin Rose. And Justin Rose's ownership has spot up to about 12%. That is so surprising. I, I really like Justin Rose. And the suitability ranking, he ranks seventh, which is so surprising. And, well, it's surprising to see it, but if you dive into the data behind it, it makes, it makes sense. sense. He, ran, mm-hmm. he ranks over the last 24 rounds. He ranks ninth in strokes gains par five. We, we know what he does at, at kind of courses like this. And, he can kind of get hot. He can get hot with approach. He knows how to make a t- ton of birdies. He ranks in the top 20 and opportunities gained. So I, I really like Rose. Siwoo is very interesting to me to kind of have a bounce back after last week. And the guy that I just have to talk about, because if you follow me on Twitter, I'm so highly on him as just a caliber golfer, and that's Taylor Gooch. So Taylor Gooch, ball striking-wise, is coming into this tournament one, one of the best, maybe the best. What what his what holds him back and what is holding him back his whole career is off the tee. When he is when he is in the fairway, he has so many. You know, I don't have his proximity stats pulled up, but he, he has to be one of the top in the field in proximity because that's just that's what Taylor Gooch does. Um, also, pretty good around the green, but here we get wider fairways. It's a resort style course, a little bit wider fairways. That's more forgiving. That makes Taylor Gooch even more. You know, I, I think bettable and playable, not too highly owned, only about 12%. That's surprising. So I'm highly overweight on him. I'm on an outright on him. He He's getting a lot of buzz, but this is, it's for good reason. Taylor Gooch is, is, is a great play. Yeah. And I remember uh, last season, I feel like every other week he was just on the, like, on the top five on Monday. And I mean, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday on during this fall swing. And if he, if he can get a win in this fall string swing, I don't really think anyone would be surprised. And I mean, I'm not yep. sure if this is the week, but if it is like, I won't be surprised. And like you said, mm-hmm. if he's in the fairway, he's going to go at flags. He's going to have great chances all week um, mm-hmm. in that, uh, in that seven K range. Someone else I liked, I mean, Aaron wise is, there's a lot of Aaron Wise buzz uh, all around. He's putting better than yep. he ever has in his career, which is what held, held him back. And who else did I see? Well, you, you mentioned Siwoo. I actually I also mm-hmm. had him on my short list as well. But I feel like he's one of the hardest guys to predict, like on tour. He's yeah. just, mm-hmm. just like no matter what's what he's doing, like he can do the opposite the next week, just out of nowhere. But he definitely makes sense. That's, and then, that's what makes him a great DFS yeah. play because people know that Siwoo is volatile, and so. The, 
people get scared of him. And so the, he's always goes really low owned in the tournaments. And we, we can take advantage of that, you know, each, mm-hmm. each time he plays if he's coming in well. So, yeah, it makes him a good DFS play. Yeah, and I feel like I didn't bet him at all, but I feel like there's absolutely no reason why Max Homa won't keep playing good golf. And right, I yeah. wonder, I want, I mean, he won his last start. I wonder how uh, many guys will be on him in the DFS sense, but I feel like there's nothing. I was high on him at, at Nat, in Napa, and obviously he performed well. He won, but I don't. If there's nothing telling me that he won't play good golf here. Maybe he's, I don't know, but Max Homa, I feel like makes some sense. Anyone mm-hmm. else in the 7K range, or is that it? No, uh, yeah, you mentioned kind of Wise. I I don't like Wise. I don't think Wise's game fits here. I know he's coming in well. Uh, Varner just had a baby, so take that for what you will. Sergio's interesting. Um, and then the last I'll say is Norin is a birdie maker. I could be one other guy, but Norin is a birdie maker. Russell Henley models out well. He models out all the time. We're, we're getting, since the, I think it was two tournaments ago, or maybe last tournament, Cameron Tringali is 1500 dollars cheaper salary wise because yeah, that that so yeah exactly uh, so sunday, sunday right right and, and so that is so odd and so you're getting a huge price discount on cameron Tringali. so i just thought i'd throw that out there yeah okay we'll move down to the the garbage range um mm-hmm. i actually bet someone in this range because i had a uh, one very little units left on my card i actually bet keith mitchell Strictly because of the, kill, if this turns key. into, yeah, I mean, he can make, we saw twi- twice in the last two months, he literally made seven birdies in a row, which like is just absurd. And if this course, uh, it's fi- if this course comps out to Quail Hollow, which as I'm hearing, he's finished mm-hmm. eighth and third there his last two, his two times. I didn't overthink it. I had a little bit of money to spend. I placed an outright bet on 321 and uh, on Keith Mitchell. Anyone else you like here? Nice. Yeah, well, I, I kind of like EVR, um, you know, kind of sync is a little interesting. The, the buzz that everyone's talking about is two guys, and that's Cameron Davis and Johnny Vegas, a.k.a. Frank. And, and those are great plays. Vegas models out well. Cameron Davis, Cameron Davis is trending well, and he kind of kills it off the tee. You know, there's going to be a lot of short wedges into these greens, and Cameron Davis gives us opportunities there. But from, from other just – We'll call them deeper options and darts. Chris Kirk is is hitting the ball better than many in this range. And so that's kind of good to see. K.H. Lee, I really like. He's he can's a birdie maker. And speaking of a birdie maker, that's Sung Kang. We saw what oh, he did yeah. in round one, I Crazy. think, last week. He, he can make it in bunches. He's not consistent. He can go full keegs and be first-round leader and then miss the cut. But I he love did it last week. Yeah, for real. No <laughs> joke. He almost he, he all likely should have. And the last is is Glover. Real, really like Glover. He, he he is an approach machine. Not so great putter, but um, at minimum price, those are just a couple couple filler plays if you want to get in. Um, you know some of the some of the top dogs. Yeah. So I mean, six K range is a little bit tough this week. We got a lot of guys we've literally never even heard of because it's a right. CJ Cup. Got some like Asian exemption guys, but yeah, the top of the leaderboard is stacked. I'm not sure the best way. I, I feel like the best way to go about this week is maybe have – maybe even start with, like, a Hovland and have it super bunched in the middle because you don't want to yeah. – unless you can find, like, a 6K gem, like, I feel like it might be it might be tough. But, yeah, I mean, or unless you feel like you, – you feel like that, like, DJ or JT, you know, are going to go 1-2, and then you might need a 6K guy. You don't have to worry about them missing the cut. 
but birdie upside will, will kind of be be big. But yeah, I, you know, stars and scrubs are always a popular approach and no cut events. But because it's popular, that might make the balance build have a little bit more upside. And I, I kind of yeah. uh, kind of agree with that. But I really think that the winner of some GPPs are really going to be decided in that 8K range. Who can get that right is the key this right. week. Yeah, it's definitely a – we can get a winner out of the 8K range. Like, yeah. it, it, there's there's some – if you can get the right one, you might be in business this week. But like you said, JT, I'm not hearing him – like, I feel like he's not popular in the betting market at all. I mean, he is like a favorite, but – I feel like he's mm-hmm. always – it's more buzz than he is this week. And I'm kind of scared because I'm addicted to betting on JT, and I feel like mm-hmm. one week I don't bet him, he's just going to win. So, I don't mm-hmm. know. We'll see. Yeah, well, it, well, JT, it's it's hard not to bet him because how – he's kind of like a Colin. Ball striking stats are just incredible. The putter is is the iffy thing, but – Yeah. I know. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's going to be a fun week. I'm really excited. We have, a, we have a nice field. Get to watch some of the best players in the world tomorrow morning. So – Happy to be back into back into like some real guys watching some good PJ Tour live and not uh, Martin Laird on PJ Tour live. <laughs> right? Yeah, we ain't trying to do that too too much longer. And, and hopefully, we, we need to make it a deal to get all all of the all the guys and girls, whoever, but uh, get our group and we got to do a live show with everybody in Vegas for this tournament or the Shriners next year. I got I guess they'll go back to Asia oh, yeah. and maybe for the Shriners. We all got to go to Vegas. Watch some golf, spend some time there, and oh, that would be um, that would be awesome. And I'm sure. If we play, I'm sure if we plan it now, some guys will be down. I I was thinking about I was gonna go out to the CJ Cup this week with my Wolf mm-hmm. winnings, but just didn't happen. So oh, um, and I on you know the front his front nine before Sungjae made his move. I thought you know I thought Wolf had it. He he just kind of looked dialed in, but yeah, I mean, it, 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 how'd you how'd you end up doing last week with all your uh, with your DFS stuff? Good. I had um, kind of got a, a lot of kind of good lineups with some real low owned contrarian players kind of being um, in, in and around the kind of top 10 and, you know, Neesmith and kind of guys like that. But I, I really kind of went heavy on Siwoo last week. And so that miscut very hurt. I had a lot, some five of fives and cashed, but just like a lot of people out there, if, if Siwoo would have made the cut or one other guy in my five of six, then you would have I had business. Yeah, I would have been in business. I, had, I was very underweight of, of Sungjae, and the only reason I played him, because I didn't like him early in the week, was because his ownership was lower, um, but had a lot of wolf. Um, so it what could have been, but it was close. And so when we're close, we know, may, hey, maybe it wins around the corner. Yeah, keep it up. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that was uh, – anything else you want to add, or I, I think I think we're good? I know I'm good. Good luck, everybody. Yep, thanks for tuning in. Um, it's it's going to be a good week. Good luck to everyone, and I'll see you guys next week. So yeah, go